This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. The playlists for all the seasons of the show can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. All right, fine, Simon. We'll do it your way, since you are sort of the principal main character here after all, and I'm just sort of a jumped-up NPC. So yes, we'll do it your way. Hello again and welcome back to Me, Myself and Die. I am your intrepid host, Game Master and player Trevor DeVal. As always, remember to hit like and subscribe and uh, share on Facebooks and, and all the various uh, social medias because it really helps uh, get the show out there. First of all, I want to uh, thank you all for your suggestions for the name of the crossbow, the magic crossbow that was found last episode. There were some really, really killer ones out there. I love them all and I was so excited to see all of you taking part in that. That was, it just warms the cockle to my heart to see that. But nonetheless, we did have to pick one and so the one we're going with is in fact Stonebolt. Stonebolt the crossbow. So thanks Kiddith for that one. Couple little housekeeping things before we begin this episode. This very special episode. This Halloween episode. Ooh. Couple things. Simon has leveled up. He has basically got himself a new edge which is fleet footed which means that now his basic pace is 8 instead of 6 and he rolls a d10 running die instead of a d6. So that's going to make him a lot faster and it's also going to give him a chance to get, get the heck out of uh... <laughs> <laughs> fight if he has to because now he has a much more valuable and reliable wild card ally that's right Edbert Edbert has been graduated to wild card status I said that if he survived last time he would be and so in fact he is so I've gone and made him a full character now a full wild card basically he's got you know the skills and 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 edges and stuff just like a wild card but most importantly of all most importantly of all he now rolls a wild die with everything he does which is pretty cool that should make things a lot easier for poor simon who was knocked on the head at the end of last session as edbert was dragging him out of the temple where they discovered that his mother was an undead creature an automaton uh, a mummy of sorts if you will that was tasked with completing a ritual that would seal off the temple from the outside the ritual was completed and the mummy was destroyed so Simon's undead mother was killed, if you will, by none other than Edbert's ghost, which managed to rip off a mummified head from a dead priest and hurl it at the mummy, knocking its head off. It was pretty cool. But then uh, Simon, totally devastated, who, who he thought that his father might still be in the temple somewhere and he wanted to go explore, but Edbert, being an experienced soldier, knew that there was no way just the two of them could do this. They were going to die if they kept going. So he cracked Simon on the back of the head after failing to persuade him and drug him, drug? Dragged, dragged him out of the temple just as the, uh, the, the ritual had gone up and the temple itself was sealed from the outside. So they were able to leave, but they might not be able to get back in. So in the meantime, they are currently on their way back to the town of Hundatora. Now, a couple things. One, chaos factor is at eight, so I'm going to roll to see if anything is interrupted uh, or altered in the scene. Chances are it will be. Two, because this is Halloween, this is our special Halloween episode. I mean, it might be. I'm, I'm assuming it's a special Halloween episode. You never know what the knights are going to say. But seeing as this is supposedly our Halloween episode, I want to start off, first of all, by finding out some more information about this ghost of Edbert's. Considering that this ghost was instrumental in saving their bacon last time, I think it's important to understand now the nature of Edbert's haunting. So, in order to do that, we are going to go to our handy-dandy 
Une NPC emulator. We take our percentile rolls here and we do our roll and we get a 92, which means despondent. Okay. Ooh, despondent. Ooh, oh, come on. See, my silly little props here to make it spooky. Despondent what? Despondent 42. Oh, Magus. So despondent wizard, basically. Now we find the power level. So slightly stronger than, than Edbert is. We know one motivation uh, of this ghost already, which is keep Edbert alive so he can atone. But what else? What else do we know about this motivation? So this motivation is 97. Rob, 10, distress. I, I feel like this, this ghost motivation, perhaps in life, to take away distress, so to calm down, to provide uh, healing, perhaps, to provide calmness. Rob distress, that, that I, I need a little more to go on. So another motivation, we've got 45, damage. Damage 100, damage spirits. Oh, you know what? Damage spirits makes me think that this mage was in fact some kind of necromancer. Someone who specialized in destroying undead. That makes sense, considering it actually just wound up doing that. So yeah, so I think in this case, to, to rob distress, to take away distress, is to put the dead to rest. So this is definitely some kind of necromancer, or maybe like an anti-necromancer. Oh, you know what? I wonder if the magic user was actually part of this Order of the Purifying Flame. Let's ask the fate chart. I'm gonna say 50-50, because I don't know. Extreme yes. So, Extreme Yes was the wizard part of the order. The wizard was the leader of the order. Obviously, this ghost had real reason to go in that temple and destroy all those undead. And the ghost would also have real reason to bring down that barrier because the ghost may know that the Order of the Purifying Flame is on the way to destroy this temple. A task we will find infinitely more hard now because the barrier is up. Was this male or female? One to three male. There we go, five female. So yes, the ghost is female. Uh, and we're gonna go to female names. There are three tables. The ghost's name, this wizard death, who was the leader of the Order of the Purifying Flame. The name was 37. Sherilyn. Great. I think uh, she would have had a title if she was the leader of this Order of the Purifying Flame. Something like Sherilyn the Sherilyn Spirit Bane or something like that. Let's call that Sherilyn Spirit Bane. Now what I want to know is what is the nature of the haunting of Edbert? How did Edbert come across? Well, if this ghost is haunting Edbert, it's a pretty good chance that Edbert killed her, right? It's a near sure thing on Chaos Factor 8. Uh, 66 is in fact, uh, yes. So Edbert did kill her. Was it a mistake or did he do it on purpose? I have no idea. 50-50. Was it a, a wrongful death? The answer is yes. So, he didn't go out of his way to, to murder her or anything like that, and I don't think he, he didn't meet her in battle and slew or anything like that. Something happened in which Edbert wound up killing this woman. Well, obviously he has some connection to the Order of Purifying Flame. Was Edbert a member of that? I don't think that's likely. I don't think it's like, it's possible he may have been working for them at some point, but let's ask the fate chart. Was Edbert in fact a member of Purifying Flame? Uh, purifying Flame, the Purifying Flame. I'm gonna say no way. Uh, Chaos Factor 8, 75, no, he was not a member. Was he employed by, I think that's very likely. Yeah, I think it's very likely that he was, 47 he was. So he was employed by Sherilyn Spiritbane to go and do some task. He did kill her accidentally, and she is haunting him 
because of that. So she's keeping him alive until he can atone for the accidental death of her, of herself. Actually, here's an interesting question. Does the Order of the Purifying Flame know that Edbert was responsible for the death of their leader? 50-50. What is that? Zero seven is an extreme yes. Not only does the Order of the Purifying Flame know that Edbert was responsible, they blame him and they are after him. That certainly complicates things. If they run into the Order, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> what a twisted web we do spin here on me, myself, and die. Yeah, I think that's all we need to know for now. So because this is a Halloween episode, we are going to go to Mythic Variations right here. What Mythic Variations does is basically give us different types of random encounter tables based on the genre. So we're going to go to Mythic Variations Horror. Ooh, horror. A couple of special rules variations when it comes to horror in Mythic Variations. First of all, the Chaos Factor, if you're starting, would normally be at four, but ours is already at eight. And then we have a different horror focus table right here, which you know, will come up in a second. Also, because our chaos, fact, our chaos factor is so high, it's eight. If we do roll under it, they're all gonna be interrupt scenes. There's not gonna be altered scenes. That's just a factor of the uh, mythic horror theme. Let's do that. As Simon is unconscious and being dragged by Edbert through the forest, it is late afternoon, early evening. They've been traveling now for some time, having just escaped the temple. They are making their way back to Hundatora. Hopefully they're going to get there without incident. However, this is me, myself, and I, and using the mythic emulator with a chaos factor of eight, I highly doubt it. So let us determine whether or not the scene is interrupted. Is it interrupted? Yeah, seven on chaos factor eight means yes. What? is the focus. So if we look over here, we have this horror focus table, okay? It's slightly different than the normal um, table that, uh, that Mythic has. So we're gonna see what we have here. Okay, on the horror focus table, we are rolling. What is the interrupt scene? What is the focus of this event? 27, remote event. So this is an event that happens somewhere else. And what is it about? The action is 17, antagonize 84. Status quo, antagonize the status quo. They're on the way to town, so they're gonna have an interrupt scene, but it's a remote event, so it doesn't directly affect them. Something has happened in the town of Hundatora to shake things up. So is it possible that they were attacked? Antagonize the status quo. I don't think that they were attacked. I think that this really is more about, uh, this is more a, an internal incursion. This is some group on the inside of the town that has basically risen up and like overthrown the government. Oh, well, okay, this is a, this is a horror episode after all. So I think there is some cult, some cult, perhaps even associated with the necromancers in the old temple, perhaps. There is a cult that has been long hiding in the underbelly of society and they have seen their opportunity and seized it. They've risen up and they have murdered some of the most influential people in the town. They've killed off several key members of the town and basically the town is in chaos. How do Edbert and Simon find out about this now? I think what they come across is they come across a rider who's who's galloping as fast as he can, but maybe he's been wounded. He's got like a couple of arrows in his back. He's clinging to life. 
He basically rides up to them. He's just on his last legs. Edbert sees him and basically, you know, flags him down. The horse is lathering. The horse reins up in front of him, but he, wounded as he is, this rider, ugh, he falls off. Uh, right in front of Edbert. The, the the man is on the ground. He's he's like there's blood like flecking his lip, you know, from from the many wounds that he's taken. Uh, he's, he's he's almost delirious from the pain. Edbert comes up to him. He slumps Simon down like a sack of potatoes. Pump on the uh, on the ground. <laughs> what happened, man? Are you coming from town? Are you coming from Untatora? Uh, it, it was terrible uprisings in the street. I, a cult, some terrible cult. They began murdering, murdering the priests and murdering the town masters. I, I was on my way to the city to tell the lords there, but they shot me. Is the guy about to die? I don't know, let's find out. He's been shot, I'm gonna say it's somewhat likely. Is he about to die of these wounds? 10, extreme yes. So he is, he's, there's, there's nothing that Edbert can do for him. This guy is, uh, uh, please, sir, you must get word to the city. I never did know the name of the city. I'm gonna presume that the city he's talking about is the one to the north, the one that uh, Simon comes from. We're going to random tables two here. What is the name of the city that Simon is from? 44. Chiton. The city of Chiton. I like that. I, please, I have to get word to Chiton City. I have to get word that we need help dealing with this cult. Hang on, I'll see if I can help you. Simon, Simon, get up, we need your help. But by the time he turns back to Simon, this rider is dead, he's succumbed to his wounds. So, Simon, groggy, ugh, I think he comes to his his senses now. Ugh, what, why is my head so sore? Uh, <clears throat> we're out to the temple now, Simon. What? But we have to go back in and find my father. You were raving, man. You were about to do something really stupid that to drag me witches. So, I got us out of there. Just as you turned, I think something fell on your head. Edward, you have taken me away from the one trail that could lead me to answers. How could you do that? I told you before, Simon. If we didn't get out of there, we were dead. I had to do it. You were out of your mind. You just lost your mother, twice over. You'll thank me for this later, maybe not now. We'll see about that, Edward. We shall see. Wait. Who is that? He points to the dead rider on the ground. Some rider out of Hundatora, he said he was on his way to Chiton. Chiton? Why? Apparently there's some cult that's risen up from the underbelly of the town and murdered a bunch of influential people. Places in chaos. I was hoping we might be able to find someone in town to help us with the, the rest of the exploration of the temple, but uh, I don't know if it's a good idea for us to go back. Well, one thing's for sure, we can't go back to Chiton. Why not? I would rather not return there. I am hunted, Edbert. Hunted by an enemy of mine. Manfred of Dovedane. No, I cannot return there. We can't just walk into Hundatora. From what this poor chap was saying, it's a madhouse. Well, what do you suggest we do then, Edbert? This guy was going to Kitan to try and tell them what's going on, maybe get some help. We could do that. We could. Search his body, see if he'd got any sort of official writ on him. Maybe he had some official request for help or something from the town masters. Did he? I don't know, find out. I think it's very likely that he does have something like that. 78, yes, he does. Edbert quickly searches his, his belt pouch and he comes out with this rolled up piece of um, parchment that has a seal on it, the seal of Hundatora. See, right here. We could do this man's job for him. We could go back to Chiton City and get help. Did he tell you any details about what's going on there? 
He made it sound like everything was total chaos there. What do they do? Do they go onto Hundatora, knowing that it is suddenly very dangerous because this strange cult that suddenly come up out of nowhere? Or do they take the missive from the town masters and go back to the city of Chiton to try and get some help? Simon definitely does not want to go back to Chiton. It's too dangerous for him. He already knows that Arn, the bounty hunter, is, is after him. He knows that Manfred is out to, to get him. So going back to the lion's den is probably not a very good idea. But does Edbert care about Hundatora? Does he have any vested interest in helping Hundatora? Does Edbert have a vested interest in helping Hundatora 21? Yes, he does. Simon, I think we should help. I think we should carry this to the city leaders, of whom Manfred of Dovedane certainly is one, and um, see if we can bring help. I do not like this one bit, Edbert. And another thing, we do not even know what the nature of this uprising is. This one man told us there's a cult in the streets that people have been killed. If we are going to go and ask for help, don't you think that we need to get some more information? It'll be in this missive, uh, everything we need to know. He breaks the seal, opens the missive and reads it. I don't think there's a huge chance that there's a lot of like really explicit details about what's happening. I think it's basically, we're under attack, crazy people in the streets, send help. So is there enough detail in the missive to explain a lot about what's happening in Hundatora? I don't think so. I think no way. No way is there. 56? The answer is no. The missive is super hastily written, a scrawled hand, like the letters trailing off onto one side kind of thing. Send help, quick. So Simon has a look at this. You see, this tells us nothing. I can tell you this. The first thing that the masters of Chiton will want to know is what's happening. This missive tells them nothing. If you want to help the folk of Hundatora, we need to know what's going on. We need to go into that town and find out for ourselves. All right, fine, Simon. We'll do it your way, since you are sort of the principal main character here after all, and well, I'm just sort of a jumped up NPC. So yes, we'll do it your way. So they make their way back south to the town of Hundatora as night is falling. They will get there after dark. There's a full moon. Actually, let's find out what the weather's doing. The higher the roll, the better it is. Oh, five. As they make their way towards the town of Undatora, there is a storm that begins to boil on the horizon. Lightning flashes in the clouds over the ocean off to their right. Thunder begins to roll in off the sea towards the land. And there in front of them, as they come down out of the mountains and out of the foothills, they can see the town of Hundatora, right where they left it. But this time, I think, there are a number of fires in the town. I think that these cultists have been busy. I think they're sowing the seeds of chaos everywhere they are going. I'm going to say it's likely. 60. Yes, it is. So, as they make their way down to the walled town of Hundatora, they can see the flames erupting against the night sky. They can hear the sound of screaming and, 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 and there's fighting in the streets. There's all kinds of chaos going on down there. As they get to the gate, is, is the gate closed? I think it's very unlikely. Is the gate closed? Uh, <laughs> in this case, Yes, the gate is closed. So they get there. I think the guards at the gate are way too busy dealing with the chaos being sown by the cult on the inside. The guards are clearly trying to quell whatever rioting's going on. Uh, it's it's a bad scene in there. Simon and Edbert come up to the gate. You know, Simon pounds on the gate. Let us in! Let us in! Bang, 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 bang! Is there any guards stationed at the gate that, are, that have actually kept their posts? I think no way. There's no way that there have been. 24! The answer is yes, there is a guard. The guard looks over the wall and sees them. Hundator is in flames, traveler. You should go. It's too dangerous to open the gate now. We can help. Let us in. Actually, let's find out exactly what the uh, uh, initial 
Initial reaction is of the guard. Okay, so we're gonna use the old uh, Savage Worlds reaction table here. The initial reaction for the guard is going to be seven, which is neutral. Okay, so he's neutral. He's not really, he clearly doesn't want to open the gate because there's all this chaos going on behind him. Simon's shouting, let us in, man, let us in. The guard shouts down, the gate is closed, traveler. I cannot do it. I think Edbert step, step up and he, he's got intimidation. So he's going to use intimidation. It's one of the skills he has as a wild card. And he, he, he shouts up to the gate. Now listen, we are here to help you. Do you understand? Help. Now don't be a stupid arse. Open this gate now, or I will scale that wall and use your head to bash this gate open myself. Let's see if it works. He's a wild card, so he's rolling it. He's got a d6 intimidate, and he's got a d6 for his wild card. And he's gonna roll a four, which is a success. So the guard kind of looks, gulps, and or he scampers down the wooden rickety stairs on the other side and, and opens the man. He doesn't open like the main gate, but he basically opens the man gate right beside it. So the single door opens and Simon and Edbert steal inside. And right away they can see that the bustling, peaceful town of Hundatora is in chaos. There are shops on fire. There are people crisscrossing the roads, running back and forth. There's the sound of screaming. There's the sound of crying children. There's the sound of wailing women. There's the sound of combat. You know, obviously some people are fighting these cultists, it's total chaos. Simon says to the guard, where is the fighting most heavily concentrated? Where did, where did the cultists come from? I don't think this guard has any idea about like what's going on. I think maybe he was, I think he was on duty and chaos erupted and that's that. So I, I think it's very unlikely this guard. Does this guard know anything about where these cultists came from? The answer is 89, he does not. He kind of shrugs at Simon and says, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I have no idea. I was just on, on duty and, and, and about an hour ago this started up, but I know that they, they attacked the Lord Mayor's house. Right, they make their way through the streets, going towards the large manor house in the center of the town. It would be, it would have a, a small sort of retaining wall around it. It's set on a, a simple hill in the center of the town that commands a nice view, not only of the harbor, but of the, the surrounding countryside as well. They make their way through the streets of Hundatora, trying not to engage any of these strange cultists. Do they engage? Do they come across any cultists that might attack them? Well, uh, it's, it's, I'd say it's somewhat likely. I mean, it's uh, pretty crazy right now. 99 is actually an extreme no. So they do not see any cultists. What they do see is the product of the cultist work. So they see a lot of dead townsfolk. They see a lot of like, as I said, burning shops, carts overturned, screaming horses attached to burning carts as they trample through the streets, but they don't see any cultists themselves. So they make their way all the way to the manor house in the center of town. I think I need to know something about this cult now. What is this cult all about? I suggested that perhaps it is connected to the necromancers in the temple, but I don't know if that's the case. It might not be. It might be something totally different. This might be a political thing. This, who can say? This cult is all about 22. Befriend, 93. Befriend weather. I think that these guys are, are, are like, basically they worship the storm itself and they're calling upon the storm. I think that maybe they are worshiping some dark aspect of Morgus the Sea God, or even better, they are worshiping Morgus's opposite in the Pantheon. So if Morgus is the God of, of sailors and the God of weather, I think that these cultists are worshiping a god or goddess that represents the destructive force of nature. That's kind of cool, actually. It is a female, it is a goddess. The goddess of the storm, the destructive power of the sea. 
And I think these cultists have been secretly worshiping this goddess, hoping to bring her wrath upon this town and, and specifically upon the harbor and the ships and the temple of Morgus as well, because Morgus and this goddess are, are, are diametric uh, opposites. They're, they're enemies. So what is the name of this goddess? Something cool. Devona. Ah, that's kind of cool, actually. The Sailor's Scourge. Simon and Edbert appear on the very steps of the town master's hall. I think what they see there is the guards, the guards in front have been slain. Did the cultists actually originate their attack from the town master's hall? Did they like dig their way through basically from some sea cave on the uh, outskirts of town? That's kind of cool actually. Yeah, let's call that somewhat likely. Did they do that in fact? 98, they did not. Um, <laughs> so they didn't do that. So this is in fact not then the center of where they came, but this is certainly a place where they struck. Is there anybody left alive inside? I'm gonna say it's very unlikely that there's anybody left alive inside. 66 is a no, and it is also under our chaos factor, which means we have an interrupt scene. So everybody in that whole town master's manor are dead. They've been slain. Servants, the town masters themselves, their families. It's a brutal, brutal, brutal slaughterhouse. However, we have an interrupt scene as Simon and Edbert are approaching. Now the interrupt scene on the horror chart, focus. Horror NPC, ooh. This is a special focus event on the horror chart. So this means something horrific happens to one of our NPCs. So we have seven possibilities here out of all the characters. So I'm gonna roll a D8, a six. Oh, interesting. They steal their way into this manor house. Dead bodies are everywhere. These people have been butchered. It is a charnel house. It, it is, is a gore, charnel, carnal? I always said carnal, but I think it's charnel. I've got every dummy. The sections of the yard are on fire as they kind of go and they, they make their way through the burning yard and they get to that, the double doors that are swinging open in the, in the breeze. It's the night breeze that's blowing in off the sea, whipping up the fires in other parts of the town. Still, the sounds of chaos behind them, but inside the house, total silence. They go inside, they step inside sort of the main foyer area, the main entrance chamber. Large chamber with a, a double sort of colonnaded staircase going up to a massive landing in front of them. Exits off to the right and left. There they can see some of the serving staff slumped over uh, settees and chairs and things. Their throats cut, blood everywhere. It's just a scene of total, well, horror. What is the nature of the horror? The nature of the horror is 67. Open. 65. Open intrigues. Oh, that's it. They slowly make their way up these the, the two staircases to the balcony overlooking the foyer. And behind them, they can see another chamber that's going off. And they can see, as soon as they get up to that top level, their feet start splashing on water. And they look down and they see that there's like a river of water, like a, like a giant puddle that seems to be flowing from the corridor behind them on the second level. It's flowing out of one particular room and it's flowing out and over the uh, the overhang, dripping, dripping, drip, drip, drip down into the foyer entrance. Maybe dripping down onto the head of a, of a dead servant as the water hits the servant's head, mixing with his blood and running down his face. They turn down the hallway and they slowly make their way down the hallway. Weapons drawn, of course. Actually, at this point, Edbert kind of pulls out the crossbow, stone bolt, 
and presses it into Simon's hand. Simon, well, what is this? I found this in the temple. I think you might uh, find some use out of it. All right, he loads it up with a bolt. He doesn't have a lot of bolts right now. He hasn't had a chance to buy them, but we'll say he's got a couple. He's got a handful. So loaded crossbow, he begins to move down the corridor. And as they come around the corner of where the water is coming, they look and there's like a large, like a large bathroom. And there's a large stone bath. And in the bath, the water is sloshing out over. And there they can see an arm draped over the side. And they come up and again, water is spilling over and, you know, pouring down the hallway. And they go up and they look inside. And the arm attached to a body and the body underneath the water drowned, bloated with water. And they can see there is North, the friendly merchant, because that's who I rolled on the uh, target of the NPC horror. North, the friendly merchant, bloated, his carcass lying there, blood pooling in the water. All of his internal organs are sort of, have been exposed by a large cut. And it's, it's this horrifying thing. And Simon looks and he kind of has to look away immediately. North has been butchered. He's been sacrificed to Devona. Why is he here? Maybe he had some business with the, the town masters when the attack happened. That's probably the case. Now they have sacrificed him and several other uh, members, influential members of the town to their dark goddess. Here's a question. Did they sacrifice these uh, influential members of town to maybe summon this storm that's even now rolling off the sea? And if that's the case, which I think it is, is the sacrifice of North sort of like a, a, a pivotal moment in the sacrifice to bring the storm crashing down on the town? I'm gonna say it's somewhat likely that it is, somewhat likely. The answer is zero one, extreme yes. Oh, extreme yes. So, unfortunately, Simon and Edbert have got here too late as they look and they see the body of North floating, his chest cut open and like like barn doors exposing all of the uh, uh, internal organs, even now becoming choked and bloated. And they sort of look at each other and at that moment from outside, there is a massive crash of, of thunder and the flash of lightning. And they kind of look out a window that looks, as I said, the, the manor house has a commanding view of the town as well as the harbor. And as they look out the window, they can see the harbor and there approaching in the darkness, they hear it first. They hear the rumble. And as they turn and they look and they strain their eyes in the darkness to try and see, over the burning town, they can see it is a huge wave that is coming to engulf the town. Or is it containing monstrosities that are gonna burst out of the town, very H.P. Lovecraft style, the, the creatures from underneath the sea coming to attack? Is it that? Is it just a regular tidal wave? I think it's unlikely it's just a tidal wave. Is it a tidal wave? The answer is 22. Ah, <laughs> so we have, once again, we have uh, an event that uh, interrupts this scene. The answer is yes, it is a massive tidal wave. Oh, Simon, Simon looks at Edbert. We've got to get out of here. Yeah, I think you're right. As this wave comes crashing in, but before it does, there is an interrupt event. What is the nature of it? We go back to our horror focus table and we roll 88, which is doubles, but that doesn't count for the purpose of this, which is NPC negative. So something bad happens to another NPC. Let's find out who that NPC is. We're gonna roll our D6 to see which NPC it is. Three, one, two. 
Ooh, okay. NPC negative, something bad happens to this person that I just rolled. What is the nature of that thing that happens as this ginormous tidal wave is coming, crashing in over the town, potentially about to wipe it out? What is the nature of the bad thing that happens? Divide allies. NPC negative, divide allies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what happens is Simon and Edward are standing in the window of this bathroom on the second floor of this manor house, looking out. They see this massive tidal wave coming in. They look to each other. We got to get out of here. You know, yeah, I think you're right. But at that moment, Simon looks down and he sees the inn, the inn at the edge of the water. And people are streaming out of it, but he also sees cultists coming in, cultists beginning to set fire to it. There's several staff of the inn that are fighting off these cultists or trying to. They're getting killed. These cultists, I think, are in some, like, some dark blue robes. They've got these long knives and they're, you know, it's just, it's just butchery. But coming out of that inn, he can see Arn, the bounty hunter. But as he does so, divide allies. Edward points down to him. I know that man. I, I met him in the, in the inn the other night. Yes, I know that man too, Edward. And I say we let him drown. We need to get out of here. No, no, that man. I think that man could be a great help to us. In fact, I was thinking about coming back and trying to find him, actually. I think he could be just the, the, the person we need to get in that temple again. What? Arn is a bounty hunter. He knows nothing at all about the magical barriers or necromantic temples. Believe me, Simon, he said a few things to me in the common room that makes me think that he might, in fact, be the man to do this job. At this moment, the, the tidal wave is coming closer and closer. It's getting louder and louder. Simon says, there's no time for this man. We have to get out of here. I didn't come all this way just to have our best shot again back at that temple be washed away the sea. Now I'm going after him. And he leaps out the window, his invisible ghost following him, and leaps onto the roof slates and skids down into the courtyard, tumbling down through the streets towards Arn to rescue him. Simon's like, ah, Edbert, what are you doing? As this tidal wave is getting closer and closer and closer. And Simon knows that he has just a handful of moments to decide what to do. Does he go after Edbert to try and help him rescue Arn, his nemesis? Or does he turn tail and flee knowing that this gigantic tidal wave is bearing down on the town about to destroy it. What does he do? I wish I could tell you, but that will be the subject of the next episode of our show. So if you like the show, don't forget to hit like and subscribe and come on back next time when we find out what happens to Simon of Augustan and whether or not he gets washed away like the rest of the town of Undatora. <laughs> we'll see you next time on me, myself and die.